now, Talk Zone presents Two Guys on a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys on a Mic on TalkZone.com. Sorry to disappoint you, Mr. Announcer Man, but the big dog will not be in the day. It'll be the coach flying solo, joined in a little bit by guest Charlie Colbert, the pigskin boy. But welcome, everybody. TalkZone.com. Two guys at a mic back at you talking sports and more. From 10 to 11 o'clock, we do it every Monday through Friday, five days a week, one hour a day, five in Toto Park. Part of this listening experience is the always early, semi-enjoyable music of the TalkZone.com. David Olson, thank you to everybody out there for tuning into the program. We much appreciate you taking a little bit of time here on a beautiful Friday morning to join us here at the Two Guys in a Mic show. Of course, as per always, you want to join us on a more personal uh, affront, you can do so by giving us a call. We are user-friendly. Sports Talk Radio, phone lines always open. Talk sports. You want to jump off the sports page, we can do that, too. Based on the business news of late, David, people... uh, I hope the only place that they're jumping is off the sports page because it has not been good if you are a uh, holder of certain percentage of your finances in our local stock market, down 400 points yesterday. I haven't seen. Hopefully today we got a nice little bounce back going. Well, see, that seems to be the trend, yeah. down and up, down and up, yeah. down and up, down yeah. and up. All I know is I've every time it drops, I jump into the market. It's not the, – the question is, and you're right, the key is when. That's the real trick to it. Like, is it going to be another, you know, you hate to jump into the market and then you see it drop 300 more points. It's like, oh, man, I could have bought it then. So, But overall, you're right. We're right, but if it's down 500 and then you buy in, you know, it's still it's still going to make it make up for you. I, yep. made, I made contributions to my wife and I's IRAs and then to my kids' college mm-hmm. funds as well. All right. Can we take calls today for people that would like to contribute to your IRA and your wife's as well? Absolutely. All right. Anybody that would like to contribute, if you're in a giving mood, to David Olson, our producer's IRA, possibly the family, a couple of kids, the collegiate account. What's that? The Bright Start Fund? I think that's what it is. No, no. I'm in the Bright Directions. The Bright Starts is the bad one. I'm in the good one. Oh, what's it called? The Bright Directions? Bright Directions. I didn't know that existed. Are you sure that's a legitimate? It is. It okay. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but uh, bright. It's an offshoot of Bright Starts. Okay. But it doesn't have all the problems that mm-hmm. Bright Starts had. Yeah. Well, Bright Start was uh, it was good in theory. It just didn't work out too well in practice because, uh, as we all know, what was it? Not uh, wasn't Arnie Duncan. Oh, it was the guy who ran G- Giannopoulos. The guy who was running for and almost won the uh, senatorship of the fine state of Illinois, Alexi Giannopoulos, he made some bad investments and kind of messed that up. But at any rate, if you want to call in, talk to sports, or contribute to the David Olson College Fund and the IRA for he and his wife, feel free to do so. 888-463-6748. You can email us at Mike2Guys at AOL.com. Remember, that's Mike, short for microphone. That's M-I-C. And the number two, plenty to talk about. And boy, I'll tell you. Woke up this morning, little bit, just a tint, not much, because we're still third week of August. We don't want to jump the gun too much, but there was a little tint 
of coolness, a little tint of autumnal cold in the air. And it got you jacked up as you read your sports page here, your local sports pages, more and more football news coming up on the sports pages, starting to get you excited. Had the window open this morning, reading the paper. And again, it's not frosting on, but there was just a little bit of hint. Little bit of hit in that cold weather and get you juiced up, no doubt about it, for football, whatever floats your boat, the high school variety, the collegiate variety, the NFL variety, or all of the above. But uh, right now, of the three, of the three, college football getting me most excited. That's the one I'm looking forward to. Saturday afternoon, college football. And I don't know when Northwestern's first game is, and I don't have tickets for it, but uh, I plan to head down to the uh, university, even if I'm not going to the game, I will walk around for like an hour and a half before the game just to be part of that college football atmosphere. A little tailgating action. Stop in and see some people. Maybe I might recognize someone, steal some free food. Maybe I'll, you know, dress like a homeless person and get some stuff offered to me. But but I'm telling you, even if, obviously going to the game is great, although I will tell you, going to the games that are televised now, the TV timeouts just absolutely well, I guess destroy is the wrong experience, but significantly diminish the enjoyment of the viewing experience. But, but there are no TV timeouts in the tailgate before a game. Wherever you are, you get a chance and it costs zero money. You hopefully you can find some parking off of uh, campus a little bit. You walk five, six, seven, eight blocks, get a little bit of exercise in and you, and you just walk around the tailgating, walk around the, the, uh, the football stadium and just smell. Use all your senses too. Use all your senses. You can tell I'm jacked up for college football here. I'm getting talking about the senses in college football, but not not just you know not just viewing all the people that are tailgating and the the atmosphere outside the stadium, but you know open up the olfactory senses, which is not too hard to do in a tailgate, and you know and smell college football, and then close your eyes for a little bit and just listen and hear the the crispness of the leaves and the excitement of people talking football and the the birds are humming, and the uh, maybe you even catch a quarterback, you know, in the pregame, do a little bit of signal call. Red, three, forty-five, seventeen, set, blue, wing ride, wing ride. Any of those sounds that to remind us so much of the sport of football, and what senses am I missing? Oh, the sense of touch. I don't know how that one quite fits in. The sticky seats, maybe I don't know. Nah, but we're talking around the stadium. Remember, we're not paying money to go in the stadium, so. Yeah, the, all right. So four out of five of your uh, senses. But anyhow, jacked up for college football. Excited about eight 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 four six three six seven four. Yes, David. I was going to say, and this is a topic for another time. But you actually have twelve senses. Ooh, yeah. I'm writing that down because okay. you're right. That sounds like an entire show. Twelve senses. Okay. I'm marking that down. We will we will put that down as a teaser for a future show. Big dog off today, so we invite you, the listener, to call in as the co-host today and uh, check it in very quickly on line number 19, I believe it is. It's caller Jim checking in, HVAC Jim. How are you, James? I'm doing great and recovering from working, Coach. Have not talked to you for a long time. Recovering, hopefully not from an injury. Well, it's sort of work-related, like <clears throat> lower back issues. uh just general bumps and bruises from doing construction work on a mm-hmm. job site, but okay. So you know, not fifty-one, not one significant injury, but uh, general muscle soreness. Mm-hmm. And what did you say? How old are you? Fifty-one. Wow, fifty-one. Start remember, construction at fifty-one. Nice. Uh, huh? I, I remember <laughs> seeing you about a year ago. You don't. You didn't look a. a you didn't look a day over forty-nine. 
Aren't you nice, Coach? <laughs> That's why I miss talking to you guys. You're oh, always man. so uh, upbeat and uh, considerate of others. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's what we are. We're the upbeat and considerate of other sports talk show. Jimmy, it's been a long time. How are you spectating and watching sports here in the summertime? Or I don't know how into baseball are you, or, or are you more jacked up for the coming football season? Well, I'm kind of more excited for the football because having watched the Cubs just be atrocious all year, which I sort of expected. Mm-hmm. Um, they actually started playing better, but earlier than I expected. I expected that to happen very end of August, beginning yep. of September, you know, contract time and a little bigger push maybe. But uh, it was pretty disgusting all year. And, uh, yeah, waiting for that football. Mm-hmm. You know, just... And who are the uh, – now, I forget. You know, we talked to so many different listeners. Who are the football teams that uh, get you revved up the most? Who's, who do you root for the most? Well, it's the Bears, Coach. Come on. I'm from Chicago. It's got to okay. be the Bears. All and right. I gotta, we got to beat Green Bay this year. This is, well, this I w- is bad. I will <laughs> tell you this, Jim. Um you know, last four or five years, it seems like in the preseason, it's been hard to pick a prohibitive favorite. We talked about parity hitting the NFL. There's been no dominant team. You know, the New England Patriots maybe, but it's been at least three, four years since they've been been dominant. You look at what the Green Bay Packers had last year, what they did in the playoffs, and who was injured and who they have coming back. I hate to tell you because you just stated your number one goal is to beat the Packers. They, they look to me. Like the prohibitive favorite, as strong a team coming back as I can remember in the NFL. I have to agree with you. And uh, as I said, we need to beat the Packers. If we beat the Packers, we can beat anybody yep. out there. Yep. You know, preseason, I don't judge much by preseason. It's an excuse to sit mm-hmm. down with your buddies, have a few. But uh, Now, are you one of those guys that the Bears finish 8-8, eight and eight, miss the playoffs by a game, but beat Green Bay both games? You can... Uh, sit down during the springtime and enjoy remembrances of the football season? Somewhat, especially when the visitors come in from Wisconsin. Uh-huh. You know, or, uh, you know, last gig I had last year where safety guy was a uh, Green Bay fan because he had a nephew on a team that got injured. Okay. Um, but he was like, yeah, you guys aren't going to talk to me tomorrow because Green Bay is going to beat the Bears. And, well, Bears beat Green Bay, and so he was, like all smiles, and yeah, you guys are going to give it to me and all of that. But then, you know, what happened at the end of the season was just, that was terrible. It's like the Bears didn't even play. You know, they had two shots to wipe them off the map and blew it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, and, and they were, I'm trying to remember some of the guys the Packers were missing. Clay Matthews, did he get injured in the playoffs? I don't remember, Coach. I really don't. And, and, and B.J. Raja, is it Raja? Raji? Raja. Oh, that, that animal guy the, the, that uh, Joel likes so much. Big monster in the middle, but I <laughs> yeah. think he was injured. I mean, they had a bunch of significant injuries last year. Those guys are all back. And, Jimmy, I don't think they lost anybody. That's why I say the Packers. I mean, they really look good, and, and they do have the best quarterback or top well, three quarterback in the NFL on Aaron Rodgers. With Rodgers at the helm, that team can go – very, very far. There's mm-hmm. no doubt about it. Yep. And I think it was Obama said that, uh, you know, they gave yeah. him some stock in the Green Bay Packers. Uh-huh. And he said the first thing he's going to vote for is trading Rodgers to the Bears. Yeah. And then, and then he got some <laughs> flack from the Bears fans, and then he, he kind of did the old Michael Jackson uh, little moonwalk backwards, and he said, <laughs> oh, no, Rodgers would be coming to the Bears so he could back up Jay Cutler. A, a nice try, Barack. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, well, we're going to see what happens with this uh, – Receiving core, you know, I, I hated to see Greg Olson go because I think he's going to be an MVP 
type player the rest of his career. Ooh, that's strong. You know, MVP. I, okay, that's. I mean, I agree with you. I don't think the Bears used him, and he's got potential. There, there's definitely another level. Greg Olson can get David Olson shaking his head. Not a fan of the blonde bomber. Hands of stone. Hands of stone. Uh, Hands of stone. See, I can't count how many times he's talking about. He oh, caught, come on. Did you see the highlight reels on on his uh, preseason game? He's got a quarterback that can put it where it needs to be put, mm-hmm. and he sucked in that ball. Not a problem. I mean, he's going to be a go-to guy all year. Mm-hmm. He's going to probably average six, eight catches a game. Yep, probably 13, you know, 14 yards ones. per catch down the field. Big ones. I yep. mean, he's going to be one of the elite receiving tight ends in mm-hmm. the football in, yeah. in the football period. Yeah, I, mean, I would agree with you. Now, now, on the positive side for the Bears, and we're talking to uh, HVAC, Jim, you can call in to check in, 888-463-6748. By the way, Jimmy, if you're a football fan, stick around, because coming up in a little bit, even though Joel's not here, we have our first visit of the year from one of our favorite NFL fans slash experts, Pigskin Boy, is oh, making really? an appearance. So make sure you... Uh, you know, you tune in for that. But but here's the deal. Kellen Davis, the, t- the new tight end for the Bears. Right. When I say new, he was like the third tight end, but now he's going to be the starter. All indications are that this kid is uh, tearing it up in the pregame. So we you know, we may have lost Olsen, but it sounds like Kellen Davis might be a pretty good fill-in. We're going to be looking for some definite replacement material for Olsen. I, I think mm-hmm. he'll be missed, even though they weren't using him. You're right. They were not using him to his capabilities. Yeah. Um, but I am looking forward to this football season. We are indeed. Like I said, we'll open up the uh, the uh, door this morning, little front door, little back door, little kitchen doors to read the newspaper. Just felt that little tint, just a slight tint of that autumn Christmas, and then reading some of the college football reports on Northern Illinois, Notre Dame, and Northwestern gets you all jacked up, no doubt about it. I think next Friday, high school football starts. That kind of kicks it off. So the the wait is getting shorter and shorter. Of course, we got Monday Night Football. Bears, I don't know if you're into exhibition football, Jimmy, but exhibition game number two, national TV. What do we got? Ron Jaworski and John Gruden analyzing week two of your Chicago Bear. I know you're excited about that. Well, again, preseason, they're not going to show much okay. of anything. It's uh, it's not the greatest thing. It, it gives you a chance to sit down and have a few with your buddies. It gives gotcha. you an excuse. All right. Apparently he's not that excited about it. Hey, real quick, Jimmy, we know from uh, you mentioned a beer with your buddies. You are a food connoisseur. Not the full detail. Don't give it all away because we got the best, you know, the best is yet to come. But maybe a, a little tease, a little sneak preview, any new items that you might be cooking up this year. Any little uh, give me a food preview of some of your Sunday tailgates for the Chicago Bears this year. I believe the rotisserie pineapple is going on the menu. Rotisserie pineapple. Yes, sir. Okay. I think that was a rock group back in my high school days. Three burned-out guys and one science student that was like a complete <laughs> nerd. All right. That one for sure. Um, I'm going back to the old standards, though. It's always uh, ribs and pulled pork mm-hmm. and smoked turkey. and You know, the garden didn't do too good, so stuffed peppers. Eh, we'll see what I can get from the store. But okay. the flood and the heat kind of okay. wilted my produce this year. Okay. Well, we, we know there'll be a couple new items on that. I'm, I'm fascinated by the rotisserie pineapple. we got to run now, but uh, more on that. Jimmy, great to talk to you. Great to catch up. Glad you two are excited about the upcoming football season. And uh, uh, don't give up on the Cubs. This could still be our year. You never know. Maybe we'll get on a winning streak. <laughs> 
You're always upbeat, Coach. Got to give it to you. <laughs> Thank you, Jimmy. Have a great day, buddy. You too, partner. All right, Jimmy, checking in. We're going to take a quick, quick break. TalkZone.com, two guys at a mic. When we come back, as that preview with caller Jim, and you could tell how excited he was. Our first visit of the year. The big dog's off today. But the next best thing to the big dog, if you're talking football, is our NFL. I call him kind of part fan, part expert. And really, he's like 75% fan. That's 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 our kind of expert, you know. But he's but he's also part expert, long time passionate Chicago Bear fan, NFL fan, making his first visit when we come back for the break. Pigskin boy, not in the house, but checking in via the telecommunicated phone line. Stick around, folks. We'll talk more football, other stories to come. Eight 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 four six three six seven four eight. The phone number. Quick break. Back in a minute with Pigskin boy. are open for your calls on two guys and a mic call 888 go for it once again here's the coach john cone three guys are in a prison david olson three guys in a prison and they are going to be uh whipped with the old-fashioned bullet that is going to be their penalty but the guy who's running the particular torture and punishment uh does tell the guys hey you can hit, put one thing on your back. Trying to give him a little bit of break. So they bring the first guy in, Johnson. Come on in. All right, Johnson, what do you want on your back? Johnson goes, I don't know. Put some Vaseline on there. So they put some Vaseline on the back. The uh, the guard takes out the bullwhip. Whoosh. Ah! Ow! Thank you. Whoosh. Johnson walks out in complete pain. Next guy, Thompson, comes in. All right, Thompson, what do you want on your back? By the way, there's four guys, not three. I haven't told this joke for a while. Thompson goes, all right, give me some, uh, put, put some baby oil back there. So they put some baby oil on his back. The guard brings out the bull. Whoosh. Ow! Whoosh. Ow! Whoosh. Ow! Johnson walks off in complete pain. Next guy comes out, big burly-looking dude, Wilson, with a straight face. All right, Wilson, what do you want on your back? Nothing. Come on, Wilson, what do you? You can put one thing in your back to leave the pain. Nothing. All right. Whoosh. Brings out the whip again, harder. Whoosh. Brings out the whip. Whoosh. Wilson just walks off. They bring the final guy in, Rogers. All right, Rogers, you're the last guy. What do you want on your back? He goes. I'll take Wilson. <laughs> hey, that really sucked. Thank you very much. Welcome back to TalkZone.com. Two guys at a mic, bad jokes, sports talk, and more here on the Two Guys at a Mic Show. 888-463-6748, the phone number, our theme. Now, it's not our first official uh, you know, football prediction show or beat the schmoes or anything, but we're definitely getting into football. The juices are starting to flow. That's why we have on the line no better person. Uh, don't take this personal, Charlie. But uh, no better person to get the juices flowing than Charlie Colbert, better known to our listeners as the Pigskin Boy in his first visit of the year. Pigskin, how are you? First of many, I hope, Coach. 
Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. We hope to get you on on a regular basis. Don't forget, beat the schmoes. We got a lot of new listeners of Pigskinner don't even know what beat the schmoes is, our popular prediction game. You know what, beat the schmoes is, might be your finest hour. So it's, <laughs> it's, a, it's, uh, it's, it's in the tradition of Karnak, uh, you know, all the great Johnny Carson bits. It's legendary. Uh, it's legendary. <laughs> yeah, we're still with me and Joel have been for like three years. We've been trying to put our top ten highlights together. We're, right now we're up to seven. We still haven't got ten. But beat the schmoes is part of that. I appreciate the uh, nice compliment for that. Uh, pigskin, everything good in the off season. Hopefully you're healthy, you're happy, everything good. No uh, immediate problems, I hope. Well, the quote did uh, My health is feeling fine. <laughs> very, very good. And I'm assuming you, uh, like me and some of the listeners, jacked up for football season, even though the games aren't here yet, not too far away. Oh, yeah, big time. I found myself even watching bits and pieces of uh, um, what we are now referring to as fake football. <laughs> uh-huh. um, I actually been watching a little fake football, um, you know, just to, just to get going. I'm not a big baseball guy, uh, coach, as you know. Mm-hmm. So, you know, baseball is just something between basketball and football. And, uh, I'm, you know, I'm ready to go. Mm-hmm. Well, Monday uh, night um... – Bears had their exhibition game number two. I know there were some games yesterday. I don't even have the reports on the scores. I think Pittsburgh played Philadelphia. There were a couple of games played yesterday. And, again, I don't know what you can tell from exhibition season, but Pigskin, as a uh, avid Chicago Bear fan, I know you've followed them all your life. Any particular things you're looking for on uh, nationally telecast Monday Night Football? Um, not not really because um, one of the things that and I'm, and I'm really glad they've done this is what you're seeing is, even with the shortened uh, preseason, um, teams are simply not going to put their regulars on the field for more than a series. Mm-hmm. And that's a good thing. Um, one of the things that these teams are starting to realize is you cannot afford to lose your, your, your best skill position players in a meaningless scrimmage. I think a lot of teams are going, you know what, we'll just have to take our chances on the regular first season game. Hope we've done things well in practice. But I'm not about to put out, especially a quarterback, um, uh, you know, to get to get hurt the first, you know, in any of these exhibition games. Erlocker and Briggs are not going to play Monday. Um, I would expect to see the offensive line in possibly a little bit longer because that's their their real problem area. Mm-hmm. And hopefully they can. Uh, I think they'll make a couple of switches on it. And I think they're going to be really good. Defense will be excellent as it always is. Deep, talented, but um, if they cannot protect Cutler, uh, every game is going to be like watching the White Sox. <laughs> David Olson, our producer. Yes, David. Uh, this is totally off topic, and I'm searching around to get more yes, sir. confirmation on this, but David Kaplan of WGN Radio is reporting that Jim Hendry has been relieved of wow. his duties as general manager of the wow. Cubs. Wow, just when I got my football buzz going, you give me a little Jim Hendry stuff, huh? I will that's, I will see what I can dig up on this. Let's put that on the back burner. Any of our listeners that uh, might have information, maybe Jim Hendry's listening. Jimmy, if you're out there, I know Jim Hendry pays attention. You want to uh, talk to somebody, you need a shoulder to cry on, uh, give us a call. We're more than happy to talk to Jim Hendry, 888-463-6748. A shocker, pigskin boy, but... Boy, that's that's stunning. You, you got, I mean, to fire your general manager in the middle of a pennant race? <laughs> smart ass 
Obviously not a baseball man. No sympathy there. But you are a longtime Chicago Cub fan, right? Sort of? Uh, White Sox. White Sox, White Sox. okay. White Sox, yes. White Sox, White Sox, White Sox, let's go, you White Sox. They lose yesterday, by the way, 4-2, to two, which um, nothing like a White Sox drop below 500 in late August to get you fired up for the football season, right? Well, there's, there's, they are as painful a team to watch as you'll ever watch in any sport, if you, if, even if you're sort of a fan. Yep. I mean, they are just a real pain to watch. Yep. I mean, day in and day out, um, and and the, the, the I think you see I'm, I'm sure I'm sure coach you've seen them play they're just really when they don't hit they don't hit mm-hmm. and uh, the fact that they're they're in the pennant race because they're in a really bad division let's face it yep. neither, neither one of Detroit or Cleveland are going to lap the field by ten games it's not going to happen mm-hmm. so just when you think okay done with the White Sox you know tune on the Bears get that NFL channel going. They're two and a half games out of first. You know, one yeah. game over 500. And the pain, and you're exactly right when you watch them. Not that I've watched a ton of White Sox baseball, but the pain is deep with the Chicago White Sox. And it's not that they're the worst team, and it's not that they played that bad, but it's just painful to watch when it, when someone is so close but can't quite grasp it, can't quite get a hold. And their biggest problem all year long, uh, Pigskin Boy, it happened again yesterday. We talk a little baseball with our football expert, Charlie Colbert. Go figure. Uh, they cannot hit with runners on base. That's part of the deep pain that you see. It's just over and over and over again. They cannot come up with clutch hits when they get runners on base. Absolutely. And think about this. Um, what are they, four out now? Yep. Okay. And two of their best players haven't hit all year in Dunn and Rios. Mm-hmm. Dunn, Dunn is on track to be the second worst player in the history of the major leagues. Yeah, for over over 300 at-bats. Yes, for yes. fun fact. Yeah, and again, you have to go back and, and say that again. Second worst, in, in, you know. In the history. Right. That's the part that you have to, you, when you say it at first, it doesn't sink in. In the history of Major League Baseball, that, well, we talk painful at Pigskin Boy. That's a pretty painful sentence right there. Well, I thought when they got him, I said, this is it, this is it. This is, this is the, the playoff, you know, contending World Series. This is the, a great player, left-handed bat, right behind Canerco. They wanted this for years. This guy's going to hit 50 home runs. He'll strike out, but he'll bat 250, and that's all we'll need, especially in that band box at uh, Sox Park. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> what, he is like three less than Brett Lillibridge? Yep. Has not been good. And now, you know, it's been him and Rios, but now there's another guy following suit here, and Gordon Beckham has just oh. really struggled the last month, particularly in some critical at-bats where, you know, hits could have won him games, and Beckham just, you can tell, he's a mess offensive. He's a mess. He's been a mess. Um, the one thing is his defense has been yes. excellent. But, yes. um, you know, you talk about guys that don't get big hits. Last night was a good example. Struck Oof. out with the bases loaded. You talk about a guy who doesn't get big hits yep. all year. It's yep. been him. Yep. And I like him. I, th- I do, too. And, and the point you alluded to on defense, I mean, credit to him. Because a lot of guys, when they have extended slumps, you know, they're expected to be stars, and it looks like the whole star thing is not happening, struggling at the plate. They'll take, whether you want to or not, mentally you can say, oh, don't let it affect me in the field. It does affect them. But Gordon Beckham, to his credit, Pigskin Boy, he has played an outstanding second base. Not just a great place. But consistent day in and day out all season long. I give him credit for that, despite the hitting troubles. 
Yeah, it's amazing this team's in, again, contention. When you look at those three key players yep. who have really brought very little to the table at all, um, I don't know. I don't know. You, you know, Your audience can, can, can tell me, is it, is it because they're really not in a good division or is it just because – I don't know why they're even in contention. Their pitching's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I mean, the overall talent. If you look at them on paper, they, uh, you know, they should be on top of the division. And and the answer to your question is yes, it is because of the division. Because I mean, it's just just put write the numbers down. If you put them in any of the other two divisions, and they're not even close to being in the race. Not sure what happened with Texas and Anaheim yesterday, but Texas is pulling away in their division. Of course, you got the Yankees, Red Sox, Tampa Bay, the third place team. In the American League, what is that, the Eastern Division, they got no chance of even making the wild card. If they were in the American League Central, Pigskin, I'm not looking at the stand. I think they might be in first place. Oh, I'm sure they would be. Yeah. Or darn close to it. Oh, yeah. They'd be, they'd be fighting for it, that's for sure. Uh, we got some more late-breaking info from producer extraordinaire David Olson. When the big dog is gone, a lot of things happen. Yes, David? Uh, the report is being confirmed by various other uh, sources wow. that Jim Hendry is indeed out. Wow. Uh, assistant GM Randy Bush is going to serve as interim general manager for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. The Cubs clo- uh, clubhouse is closed before it is closed to the media before the game. Uh, Tom Ricketts is going to meet the media later this afternoon. Good, because I'm sure the number one question that will be asked, Pigskin Boys, what you asked, why now you're almost at the end of the season. Why don't you just wait to the end? Uh, yeah, I don't uh, exactly. I, I don't know why now. Um, mm-hmm. You can't really give the new GM like. I mean, there's nothing really he can do to. You know, you could fire like the you could fire a coach or manager, say with a month to go in the season, mm-hmm. just to see how he does. But GM really can't do anything. Right. Well, maybe there'll be an explanation coming from. Uh, from Tom Ricketts, but uh, I won't say shocking, but extremely surprising news. Yes, David? Well, Hendry is meeting with the team first, and okay. then he's going to speak to the media, and then Ricketts is going to follow. Okay. So it, it, from the sounds of it, it might not be a firing situation. Maybe Hendry stepped down. Interesting. Because Interesting. If, they're, if they're allowing him to talk to the media before ownership, yep. Yep. That, that, it, okay. that would make sense. That'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Very good. Late breaking news here, or early breaking news. Uh, again, courtesy of David Olson, our producer. Outstanding. All right, Pigs, get any more baseball stuff before we get back to a Monday Night Football Exhibition game, too? No. <laughs> Didn't have to twist your arm too hard, huh? No. All right, now, I wanted to take you back your comments about not playing the uh, starters and the exhibition football teams are doing that. And, and I agree with that for the most part, but I do think you got to be careful, not just in games. But in practices, these players like, you know, Erlocker sitting out a lot, Briggs sitting out, they're veterans, don't worry about they'll be ready for it. I worry a little bit that that mentality is taking more and more effect in the National Football League, and I guess my premise is I don't care how good you are, Pigs, good boy, you need to practice. you got to get out there and practice to perform at the highest level. Tommy Harris of the Chicago Bears is a great example of that the last couple of years. He could never practice. And then they'd send him out on Sundays, and he was, uh, as Joel said, looking for his contacts most of the time. But don't you think these guys need to play a little bit more regularly, practice a little more regularly to perform at their utmost? Um, I think as a unit, like the offensive line does, but individual stars like Erlocker, Briggs, uh, Tillman, 
No, I don't think they should be playing at all. Okay. You have no replacements for them, Coach. You have no replacements. Well, I mean, that part I understand. You don't want them to get hurt, but is, is, is the lack of is sitting out two or three out of the five days a week of practice and then playing maybe a quarter of a couple of exhibition games, are you really primed to play regular season football? And I remind you, there's only 16 games. Every game counts. I think you have to take that chance. I really do. I'm okay. just a big, big injury guy. I think you have to take the chance. And the other thing I heard, which was pretty accurate, is some guy was complaining that Peyton Manning never plays and whatnot. Do you really think Peyton Manning needs a preseason? Do you think Earl Ocker does? I just don't think these guys need it. I, you know, after, you know, these guys have been playing for years. And I, I don't, I just don't, I think at some point you've got to trust your, your staff trust your practice schedule, mm-hmm. and trust the professional veterans like Erlocker, Briggs, guys like that, that they're, that they're going to be ready to go. Mm-hmm. All right, first visit of the year from Pigskin Boy, our NFL fan slash expert. You want to check in, talk some football with the Pigskin, maybe get some early predictions, feel free to do so. Phone numbers, phone lines, I should say, are open, 888-463-6748. Good news and bad news when you call up. The good news is we get you right on. The little bit of bad news is you do have to talk to our producer, David Olson, for a brief moment in time. And as you know, Pigskin, that can be occasionally a painful experience, but you get over it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, now let me ask you this. So We talked to uh, caller Jim a little bit earlier. Other teams, and again, I'm not asking for your all-out predictions a little bit early right now, but uh, who are some of the teams you think biggest contenders for Super Bowl, biggest worries for your beloved Chicago Bear? Well, based on the last two games, doing what Patriots have put, I think, 92 points on the board in two games. I mean, they, they their third string is scoring at will. Mm-hmm. So, you know, not to mention the fact that the Patriots, I mean, they they, they won again last night by 30 points. They won, Who was they it? The, um... 40, they scored 47 points wow. in the first game. Who allows the team to score 47 <laughs> points in fake football? Wow. I think it's, uh, uh, was it Ryan Mallett again, the kid out of Arkansas? He's been directing, at least in, in exhibition game one. I think he came in for four drives and scored four touchdowns. Yeah. They, they're, I mean, they're, either, either they're, Either the teams they're playing are way behind or they're so far ahead mm-hmm. that they are clearly the team to beat. Interesting. Um, Philadelphia and Pittsburgh played last night. Uh, I think Pittsburgh, no, I think Philadelphia won. Michael Vick had like 47 yards passing, so not much there, but and three interceptions. Yeah. A lot of people, uh, a lot of people are saying the Philadelphia Eagles may be the prohibitive favorite, but, uh, Pigskin, I'm not so sure. Uh, tough division. Um, they, they've obviously got, you know, they obviously just went hog wild in the, in the, uh, free, free agent market, but that doesn't, that doesn't necessarily, it's not like basketball. Mm-hmm. You, you need more than that. And, and, you know, you play the Giants twice, the Cowboys twice. Um, it's, it's a pretty tough division. Well, and I haven't heard you mention the Green Bay Packers yet, and I was talking earlier in the show, I think, and now New England might might give you some pause for thought if they continue to play like that in the exhibition season, but my thesis early on, uh, uh, Pigskin Boy, was that the Green Bay Packers this year, with everybody that played so well on their Super Bowl run, plus all the guys that they had injured, and I think I forgot to mention this morning, they're starting running back. 
Ryan Grant, they lost him early for most of the season. They got him back as well. I think the Packers are as loaded and as, I hate to use the word dominant, but in a parity-driven league, they look to be potentially as dominant as any team in the last four or five years. Uh, they're they're very good. They got all their wounded players back, but ex-Super Bowl champions really struggle. And they're going to be playing, I think, much improved now. I, I think the Lions are much improved. First of all, there's no place to go but up. <laughs> um, I thought the Lions are really improved, uh, but the, they just lost their top two draft picks, who they were counting on. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's going to be a setback. And plus, um, I love Matt Stafford, but the fact is, is that when he gets hit, he's out for the year. He's not out for a couple of weeks. Yep. He gets tackled, sacked. He's out for the year, Coach. Yeah, he's and had... that, that would be a big worry if I was a Detroit fan. He's shown potential. Help me out. Who was the Detroit Lion? I know the two rookies you're talking about are Nick Farley, the big defensive tackle. He's not out for the season, but out for a while. And then Mikel LaShore from Illinois, who they really counted on to be their change of pace back. He's out for the season, so that was a tough injury. But who was the uh, Detroit backup quarterback? Uh, Lem Barney. <laughs> Still, by the way, the best. No, 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 no. I'm kidding. Greg Landry. Greg, actually, Greg Landry. No, he, I think Mike Ditka just pulled another clipboard away from Greg Landry. <laughs> Not Johnny Kidna, is it, or is it still Kidna? No, Kidna is the backup in Dallas. Okay. Uh, the backup is uh, Drew Stanton. Who? Drew Stanton, the ex-Michigan State Sparty. Wait, Bruce Canton? Drew Stanton. Oh, Drew Stanton. Thank you very much. Yeah, he's not bad. I yeah. liked him. I liked him. Stater. Yeah. Well, okay. I know one of the concerns, actually one of my buddies likes Detroit. <laughs> he also likes the Pittsburgh Pirates, go figure. Um, they're really concerned about Stafford. It is With him, they're, they're, they're pretty good. Without him, you've got mm-hmm. Drew Stanton. And he just... He just has a real history, Coach, of getting hurt bad. Well, I don't know about in college, but when you say a real history, he's only been in the NFL for two years. Well, that's his history. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> two years or Thank ten you. years. That's... You know, when he gets hit, he don't get up. <laughs> Pigskin, that's the, that's the kind of insightful analysis we look for the entire season from you. You that's... know what? That's about as good as it gets. i got to tell you, you know what? I... I this may be my preseason coach. Yeah. I'm stepping it up. I mean, I'm trying to step it up. I'm at two a days. I'll be calling later, even though there's nobody there. Uh-huh. All right. And don't forget, we'll be playing Beat the Schmoes coming up in a couple of weeks. We'll have our college football preview show, NFL preview show. And by the way, I mentioned the Packers as a dominant team. Part of that whole package is the fact that I'm, I'm a huge, and, and I was before everybody else jumped on board, Aaron Rodgers, I think, is just a great quarterback to watch. Oh yeah. Well, you can, you can see why the Packers were kind of kind of moving number four out the yes. door. Yep. I mean, remember about three years ago, everybody's going, "How could you do this?" Yep. Uh, I think we kind of see how they did this. Yeah, they took a chance by doing that because if Aaron Rodgers was a bust, they would have looked awful bad. What the hell are you doing pushing Favre out? You know, and he was still not in the midst of his career, not in the uh, you know the prime of his career, but. Still had a couple of good years left, but yeah, they made the right call. They clearly saw. I remember watching Aaron Rodgers as a college quarterback playing for California. I just caught like one California game for like a half, and I'm like, I kept my eye. I'm like, that this dude 
He is a pro quarterback. I really like the way he stands in the pocket. And you, you've heard me say it before. I think the sign of a great NFL quarterback is the guy that can throw the mid-range pass. Third and 15, and you hit a receiver for 17 yards. That's what separates the good ones from the great great ones. And I don't think anybody, Brady or Peyton Manning, can hit that mid-range pass as accurate as Aaron Rodgers. Well, he might be the best. One couple things to look for Monday is the backup linebackers, where they're not really uh, deep, are going to play almost the entire game. I, I I believe they're eventually going to put Chris Spencer at center and move Garza back to guard where he belongs. Mm-hmm. Um, I also have heard that it is not unusual for NFL teams to have other someone other than the center call the signals. Interesting. So just because you move Garza the guard doesn't mean he can't call out the, the offensive signals like Froats used to do mm-hmm. if you're not comfortable with Spencer. That's interesting. I, have not... I think that's going to be a thing. I think um, Lewis is on the the to-watch list. Um, I think their defense is fine. They've got a very nice rotation. I would look in the secondary because I think he's going to pinch the regulars and just throw – uh, Bowman, Jennings, and those guys out there on an island to see if they can play. Mm-hmm. Um, this is uh, the, the Giants have a. I think Eli Manning's gotten a lot better, and the receiving core is very, very good. Yeah, they had a little bit of a disappointing year last year. They had a bunch of injuries last year as well, so they're looking for a bounce back season again. Not much you could tell from exhibition game two, but it's kind of neat that it is on national TV. It's always fun to see what the national commentators say about our beloved Bears. So we'll hear what, Jaworski and John Gruden? Is that the current Monday Night group? Uh, and uh, what's his name? Trico. Okay. All right. So, that, you know, ordinarily I don't think I'd watch Exhibition Game 2. I might watch Monday Night just to see what those guys are saying about our Bears. Well, you know, I'm kind of disappointed in Gruden. I think he's been ESPN'd because one of the things to listen to is, is everybody's the greatest. He's the best back, best lineman, best coach, yada, yada, yada. I was looking for Gruden to be a little more Gruden. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. Not everybody's the greatest thing that's ever – you kind of got to be Dick Vitale. Not every coach is the greatest coach, and not every player is the greatest player. Mm-hmm. So I, Maybe. I a little less espn you think it's because maybe he knows he's going to get back into coaching and he wants to keep all his avenues open with – Fellow coaches and fellow players, he might have that in the back of his mind. Oh, that's all. Oh, I'm sure it is. Mm-hmm. He's too young a guy to be retired like this, right? He's not how old is he? Yeah, not that old. Late thirties, early, probably no. early forties. He's, he's got that youthful look, even at age sixty-five. The guy's going to look like he's in his mid-thirties. All right, Pigskin, uh, we got to let you go, but uh, before we do so, we got to send a. Uh, little farewell, a little swan song. Not exactly a funeral because the place hasn't completely closed, but, uh, you know, this show, we're all about the uh, sports bars out there and the local establishments. We're all about going out and meeting the fan. One of our favorite, favorite little loco yoko establishments, kind of a, a cheers-type bar of sorts, has closed after, what, about 60 years? Oh, yeah. And when I say close, you know, new owners are going to reopen it up with a new name, probably change it a little bit, so it won't be the same. But Sewell's Tavern in Northfield, a place you've spent many hours and probably put on a few pounds as well, has closed. Um, I know a sad moment for you and yours, and just keep your hands off mine. They've closed their doors for a month. They have new ownership. They're going to renovate the place, kind of upgrade it. Uh, it should be open, let's see, probably about two or three weeks. Mm-hmm. 
certainly I know they would want to be open before they, uh, you know, we get into the NFL. Um, uh, yeah, long time. I mean, there's not really many around the North Shore, Coach. Yep. You know, real taverns. I mean, there's not any taverns. Mm-hmm. And that would be the oldest and wisest. And uh, uh, it, it, it will reopen then with a new um, a new stadium, mm-hmm. basically. Yep. Still something special about those places. It's a great, uh, a great bit of Americana that slowly but surely we're losing those kind of places to the bigger, fancier, newfangled sports bars and stuff. So a uh, moment of silence, if we could, on the show for Sewell's, or as I like to call it, Club Sule. And Jim Henry. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I'm <laughs> timing is everything. I'm looking at the Chicago trivia in here. David Olson, our producer, can see it. Jim Henry smiling. Headline of the article, page five. Why is this GM smiling? Hendry still has plenty of cards to play to keep his Cubs job. <laughs> uh, I don't think that writer's going to feel too good right now. Is uh, the morning after Jim Hendry? Apparently, we don't know if he resigned or quit. But uh, wasn't there? Wasn't yeah? Wasn't I, I was just before I was on the air with you, Coach. I was kind of going through the papers. It, I, I thought it, I saw an article about how Henry's sure to come back for next season. Yeah. Well, I think the gist of the article was they signed all the uh, young players, so they're you know building from within. Within, so he's got you know maybe a little bit of a little bit of a start to kick with there. Maybe buy him another year or two, see if they can build some young players. Yeah, David. Here's what the Cubs have released. Oh, did they release Alfonso Soriano? <laughs> no, no, no. This, okay. this is a statement by the team, and meaning the team, the Ricketts family. My family and I appreciate Jim's dedication during our time with the Cubs and thank him for his overall 17 years of service to the Cubs. It is time for a fresh approach in our baseball leadership, and our search begins immediately for our next general manager. Boy, that's pretty much cookie cutter. I mean, it's nice, and it's well done. And Jim Henry, uh, whether you like him or not, as far as a GM, uh, uh, Charlie, he's been a class act. I mean, the guy carries himself with great character, I think. And these are the names that are floating around. Oh, here we go. Uh, former Diamondbacks general manager Josh Burns, and then Pat Gillick is uh, resurfacing again. From the, what, Toronto Blue Jays? Correct. Uh-huh. Interesting. Charlie, any chance you'll throw your name in the hat? Um, in the ring? No. No? No. no. Yeah, you know, unless I could, if I didn't have to make any decisions and I got a really cool box. Yep. And like, you know, like over the, you know, around home plate, I could do it. I just don't want to have to make any decisions. Well, you could, you know, like any good management guy, you hire good people. Hire good people to make the decisions. They'll clear it with you. All you got to do is give a quick yes or no. And uh, I'm sure you have a very nice box at Wrigley Field. Um, then, I, then I'm in. Um, yeah. I should probably, I should probably uh, get on this pretty quick. Yeah. Huh? I think I've uh, I passed by Tom Ricketts' house a couple times on the way to the Northwestern game, so I can... Hand deliver your application if you want. And the big dog, Joel Rodwanski. Now, there's a guy, if they want to get somebody different, get a real fan, a knowledgeable guy, bring a guy like Joel as your general manager. Obviously, we know how Joel handles finances, so let somebody else deal with the finances. But when it comes to player personnel, I think the big dog would be an outstanding choice, Pigskin. Why not? I mean, yeah. he knows this ball. He's not afraid to make decisions. He's not afraid to make a few uh, frenemies and... Mm-hmm. Uh, I have at it. Yep. And if Joel is hired, I will send my application. I would love to be the scouting director. I think that'd be a great, oh, yeah. great job going around to baseball games, high school and college games, and trying to pick which guys would be successful. I think that'd be cool. Hey, Pigskin, great catching up with you. Thank you for jumping on board on short notice with the uh, big dog out. 
We will stay in touch. And uh, football season is here, my friend. They're, they're, they're practicing. The games are upon us. A long wait is over. I'm psyched, and uh, it's just great to be uh, on the show again. Um, thanks to you, Coach, for having me. Uh, maybe we'll make this a regular thing. Dave, thanks for your uh, producing, and uh, look forward to the season. You know, this is this is it for us. This is Chicago's team. Beautiful. All right, thank you, Pigskin. You can now get out of your three-point stance and stand up and resume your normal duties today. Ooh, i got to go <laughs> get the Gatorade. All right. Thanks, Pigskin. All right, there it is, Pigskin Boy, one of our great fans slash experts on football, bringing it to you. We, of course, talked a little uh, baseball in there, too, with shocking news, Jim Hendry. Not so shocking that it happened, but uh, the timing of it. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, it's not shocking, but you're, yeah. you're exactly right with the timing. Yeah, you but... figured wait to the end of the season. Again, I think Jim Hendry is, is good. I really do. I think he's a pretty sharp baseball guy. Don't underestimate luck. There is luck involved, and he he... He rolled the dice a bunch of times, and he, you know, he had a few hits, but more often than not, he didn't. Probably his biggest mistake, David, is uh, the long-term contracts. Yep, yep, exactly. Yep. But the guys, you know, the guys he rolled dice on, the Alfonso Sorianos, the Carlos Zambranos, the Kosuke Fukudomes, guys like that, when the, when the deals were made, most of the experts, the experts, you know, media people, the commentators out there, they thought, you know, good move, good move. But sometimes, you know. They just don't pay off. Just don't pan up. But the long-term contract, that's something that I've yeah. always, uh, be it coach or be it player, I'm not a big fan of the long-term contract. I, I just wonder what's going to happen to Jim Henry Way in my uh, town of Park Ridge. <sighs> he named a street after him. Interesting. What's the over and under? How many months that will still be up? I, I don't know. I'm gonna, I don't know. I'm going to go two months just out of courtesy, maybe three months. Yeah, I would agree. I think it'll. I think it'll mysterious. The sign will mysteriously disappear mm-hmm. when they're hanging the Christmas lights. Okay. <laughs> All right. Now you don't live on net uh, right near Candy Maldonado Avenue, do you? I do not. No. Okay, just checking. <laughs> uh, that was another one. Was that Henry's pickup or before then? I think that was. I think that was. Well, no, no, no. He. It was seventeen was years. So yeah, Candy. Okay. Candy was one of one of Henry's. <laughs> uh, who could forget the illustrious two-month career of Candy Maldonado. Another player was outstanding for the Giants, then he came to the Cubs. Moise Salou, another example. Great pickup. Just killed the Cubs. RBI machine. And then he comes over to the Cubs, and, you know, he was okay. You know, but at the time, you thought, hey, great move by Hendry, great move by the Tribune Company to spend that money. Just one of many examples that didn't Well, yeah, pan out. Derek Lee was the example of the Cub killer that they brought over, and he continued. Because, yeah. yeah, you guys, Derek Lee, it yeah. would kill us. Yeah. And then he, you know, he was a right. great player when he that came. That was, yeah. And, again, Jim Henry had his hits, had his pluses, and Derek Lee certainly goes down in that, in that particular category. At any rate, I think Tom Ricketts' comments are probably true. Sometimes you just need a change. Get a new, fresh philosophy in there. So we'll see. Brand new GM for the Chicago Cubs. And, uh... Big Dog will be back on Monday. We'll be talking some baseball, talking some football as well, 888-463-6748. Also on a, a completely, completely off-the-topic note, David, when we head a little bit into politics here, I've, I've been, and I can't get into it totally now, but I finally, I've been kind of toying around with this idea. You know, there's the, the Tea Party out there, which, you know, 20% of the people love and the other 80% hate. But they've become like a big name. And we've mentioned how you watch these political shows. The last couple of weeks I've been tuning in. It's, it's entertaining, if not disgusting. You know, the MSNBCs versus the uh, the Fox News. 
And then what's the um, channel 64? What's the real conservative one that O'Reilly is on? Is that I guess that's Fox. That's also Fox yeah, News. Yeah, Fox News, and then you got MSNBC, CNN tends to be a little more liberal. And you listen to those shows and the people that they have, be it commentators, experts, strategists, or politicians, and the divide is just so great. And you listen on radio, and you got the liberal radio and the conservative radio, and the divide becomes so great. It's become so contentious to the point where, you know, either side will, like, not give any kudos or any credit to the other side. They won't, you know, it's just that the arguments have become so extreme that it almost disintegrates and diffuses the argument, if that makes any sense. No, it makes perfect sense. And you're right, it started on the, it started on the airwaves. But unfortunately, to the detriment of the company, country, it's spread to Washington. Yes. Because that, that divide that you hear on the television and on the radio yeah. is exactly what's yeah. going on on the Senate floor. Yeah. Exactly. So, so it's gone from Hitting the Yahoo Congress. commentators and mm-hmm. the Yahoo callers to these shows to the people that actually are making the decisions. Absolutely. That's a problem. Absolutely. It's a huge That's a problem. problem. Okay. It's a huge but, problem. Okay. We are not about problems on this show. We are about solutions. And I will leave our uh, Friday Two Guys at a Mic show with a teaser heading into next week. I'm just at the, the precipice. Is that the correct word to use? The, it is, the, yes. The precipice of this, the, the very beginnings. But here's what, I've, here's what I've developed. And I had to come up with a little code word for it, too. But uh, real Americans against, I'm sorry, not real, reasonable Americans against politics. There needs to be a voice for the uh, silent majority sounds too trite. But for the large majority of us who, you know, follow politics a little bit, getting more and more disgusted by it, but, you know, have basically reasonable attitudes and see a little bit from each side. Reasonable Americans against politics. Now, we got to put out some of our position statements. But we will be known, R-A-A-P, as rappers. R-A-A-P, and I'm thinking of an event, and it might be me and Joel, like walking from Chicago to California and gathering people as we go. People can walk with us a little bit. They can join the long walk. But reasonable Americans against politics, speaking for that quiet majority of people out there that that have a reasonable approach to some of the issues facing America. You don't like it. Oh, no, no, no. It's not that I don't like it. It's that uh, John Stewart beat you to the punch by about eight months. You're kidding. Because that's, yeah, that's... He used that synonym? Well, not 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 that thing, but... The restoring sanity rally, does that ring any bells to you? Okay, but it hasn't caught. Yeah, I know you're right. That's that's kind of where we're going. Maybe I should contact John Stewart, but but it's certainly there's no group out there right now. You're exactly right. You're exactly right. So me and Big Dog, and I may have to talk to you how to get this out via Twitter. We, we need to get, you know, it's like a snowball. Once you get the ball rolling, it will roll. But uh, reasonable Americans against politics are rappers. That's what will be known as the counter-argument to the Tea Party people. But but we got to come up with our position statements. That's the key. That's the key. I'll, I'll give you, for instance, where we, where we hit the reasoned approach. Like when you talk about taxing the millionaires and billionaires, okay, which I think, you know, I've argued against the great divide in, in America. Too many haves and too many have-nots, and the differences in, in the money is just, you know, disgusting. I use that word. It is from the people that have so much to so little but and in part of our, our the part of the rapper's philosophy will be absolutely along with making some uh, debt cutting measures a lot of them we do need to tax the higher degrees more 
the higher you know the higher tax brackets more we can come up with a solution yeah, and, but, and, and, we, and just to clarify what you were saying there yeah. um you're not saying oh let's take them from you know 36 to 50 you're talking you're saying take uh, them from 36 to about 39 to where they were before you correct? Sig- yeah significantly more I don't, maybe not 50 but i think here's the key you have to acknowledge that most of these millionaires and billionaires that you know are getting the bad rep. Let, let's let's be fair about it. They've done most of them have done tremendous things. Have provided jobs for a lot of people. The large majority of them are incredibly charitable. So we need to emphasize to these you know the people that are wealth. These are not like you know enemy people. These are not necessarily the Kenneth Lays or the Bernie Madoffs. Most of them are great great people that have done a ton of charitable work have put in an incredible amount of money to charity, so all due respect to them, and you know, and, and have that as a basis, but then having said that, you know what, there's still too great of a divide, and it needs to somehow come close. The bottom needs to come up, and the top needs to come down. But I think just by acknowledging that there are some great people, some of the great things that they've done in the charitable contributions. Anyhow, just in the... Uh, Beginning stages, but reasonable Americans against politics. If you want to hop on board, email me at Mike2Guys at AOL.com. M-I-C and the number two. Mike2Guys, AOL.com. David, great job. Thank Pigskin Boy for hopping in. We'll be back with the Big Dog on Monday. We much appreciate everybody out there listening. We don't have a huge listening audience. Each and every one of you that do tune in, we much, much appreciate Have a great day. Have a great weekend. We will be back Monday at 10. Don't be late. Two guys at a mic. TalkZone.com on a sign-off.